At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hi friends and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Senta is the official eye, ear, nose, and throat associates of your Charlotte Hornets. It's an off day for Buzz City as the Hornets get ready to take on the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow night at the Hive, but of course the HHC never takes a day off. During the most recent road trip, Sam Farber was able to catch up with Hornets assistant coach Dutch Gately for a few moments to chat about how the season has unfolded so far for the Hornets. And without further ado, let's listen in on Sam and Dutch's conversation. Dutch, thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for having me, Sam. Dutch, the, the team's definitely gone through some struggles, shooting slump going into the All-Star break, and then a couple of frustrating games since then. What is your overall take on how the team is doing and the positioning for the goals that you've had all season long? We're in a good place. You know, I think it's about 20 games, right around 20 games we have left. You know, If you look back on last year, you know, obviously we're in a similar situation. Gordon goes down last year. Gordon goes down now. He's one of our best players. Last year, we didn't have enough time to figure out how to play without him and win without him, right? And then Miles gets COVID, and, you know, we just we slumped down the stretch at the worst possible time. Now what we're hoping for is that we're hitting our slump at a time that still gives us enough time to play our best basketball. You know, we had a great stretch, you know, a five- or six-game winning streak in the middle of the year. That was a great stretch. we got to get back to that. And I think our biggest thing is trying to get a play-in game, trying to get to, to the playoffs. We want to be playing our best basketball the best time. Last year, we were not playing our best basketball at the end of the year. Hopefully this year, we will be playing. So I think you know, we get Gordon back, we get Jalen back. I think we're right, we're right on the cusp. Obviously, a couple of frustrating losses to, to right before All-Star break, right after All-Star break. But it's all learning experience. It's a great learning experience for the young guys. Mellow, Miles, they've never been there. They've never been in a real playoff run yet. We've had one play-in game, but we need to get to a playoff run. I think this is all going to build up, and hopefully in two months when we're looking in April and May, we're going to look back and say that was really what built us for this run we're going in. Obviously, it has to pay long-term dividends to have Mellow and Miles be in more of a, a focused role, kind of playing without a net 
so to speak, without having Gordon out there. Even though there are going to be those growing pains and there are going to be those frustrations, those are lessons that should pay dividends in the future. Definitely. They're seeing situations. I mean, we can't even... The amount of times you have to see different pick-and-roll coverages, playing against different guys, you get to learn tendencies. You get to see them say... You know, guys are even referencing, oh, when we played them last time. Like, they're remembering back different instances, and that's all growth instead of, oh, this is the first time that we're playing. This is the second time. Now we're getting to the fifth, sixth. Guys are understanding tendencies of players, and then you're, you're throwing guys like JT Thor out there. That's great. Kai got some minutes. So it's all going to pay off in the end. All the struggles we're going through right now are going to pay off when we're in those those games, hopefully in end of April, early May. That's that's our That's our hope. The team's goal coming into this season, at least in terms of the coaching staff, the roster, was the playoffs. In terms of going beyond the expectations of the outside world and and really achieving those things, where do you guys think you're at? No, I think we're definitely in control, and we're trying to, to win every game that we play. And like we talk about, growth and development is a big part of our not only our team but our organization. But I think we're in a great place. I think, obviously, when you get in the plan last year and we have the situation that we go through and a bad loss – you want to put that behind you. But we have to get there first. We have to get to the play-in, get to a playoff series first, and then it's like now we can really experience it. But we don't get there if we don't take advantage of the games we're playing in right now. So I think definitely from the player's standpoint, I understand you want to be in the playoffs. You want to, you see the playoffs. You're sitting, last year we're sitting at home. We have to watch the second play-in game. We have to watch the playoffs, and it makes you – it hurts a lot. It, it feels physically it, – it hurts to watch teams where you're like, we, we beat those guys. Like We played as well as those guys. We, we played Milwaukee well. They went a championship. We beat them a couple times. And now I think it's definitely something that we have high aspirations, but we also don't want to look past that. We don't want to skip steps. JB always talks about not skipping steps. If another playing game is our step this year, hey, let's take that next step. Hey, let's let's win that playing game. And maybe it, we have to win two to get in, or maybe it's just one and we get in. But I think we're we're on the necessary path. We're taking the, the necessary steps, but we don't want to just want to jump. There's not a lot of teams out there. Obviously, Cleveland is one of them. They're a team that they've made a big ascension, and that's great for them. But that's their path. We worry about ourselves. How can we can control ourselves? This is our path. We don't want to skip steps. If we're lucky enough to get a playing game, great. Let's win that. Take that step and go. You know, ascend into what are our next what our next challene is. Fans in general are are not patient, and Hornets fans are are, are no exception. Nor should they be. There's a lot of people that look at this roster and say that this is the makings of a playoff one. I think the coaching staff would agree. The talent is there. What do you say to fans that want more of an instantaneous achievement, even though we're in a business where that typically doesn't happen? I mean, when you look at like Mitch, Mitch is great and Mitch talks about it all the time. We, we don't just want to make the playoffs for one year and then we fall out and then we're trying to make it. It's like we want a consistent, we want to build something that we are consistently in a top four, competing for an Eastern Conference bid to, to the finals every single year. That's our goal. And it, it's not easy. You know, you look at Cleveland, they, they obviously they draft Evan Mobley. He's been great. We, we draft Lamelo. He's been great, and he's helped our program. But it's not easy to, to do that. Like, I was fortunate enough to work for an organization in San Antonio where the, the train was already moving, and I just had to jump on, and we – played in we won a finals we played in playoffs and you sit there and you're like oh we do this every year this is this is very easy but it's not easy to get to the playoffs it is hard everything needs to hit you know you make sure you're healthy at the right time playing well make sure the team chemistry is great and then you also need some luck we were fortunate enough the one year we won a championship that Serge Ibaka missed two games and we won those first two games in the series like you need some luck along the lines and unfortunately Gordon going out is unlucky for us but 
when we do get him back and we are at full strength, which we didn't have last year, I think that's something that the fans should be happy about is that we obviously add Trez. That was great. Gordon coming back is like you just added another guy during the trade deadline, and Jalen's a great rotation guy for us. And it just makes us stronger, gives us more variability. So to say the fans, like, we're, we're right there. We're right on the cusp. We have had some frustrating losses, but it's something that's going to help us in the long run. It hurts. The guys The guys feel it. We feel it. We all feel those, those losses. They hurt. But I feel it, it's teaching our guys what they need to know for the long run. We'll have more of Sam Farber's discussion with Hornets assistant coach Dutch Gately right after this on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Hornets assistant Dutch Gately, our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast. We want to talk a little bit about you. We all call you Dutch. I made it a point not to give your, your given name, but where did the name Dutch come from and, and uh, the, your origin story, if you will? Uh, so it's my middle name. Even my wife doesn't call me Patrick. Only my college basketball coach called me Patrick, and I think he had a nice sarcastic sense of humor, so I think that's why he did it. But uh, my grandfather growing up, my dad's dad, when he was younger, there was a great Eagles quarterback, Van Buren, and they called him the Flying Dutchman. My grandfather was younger. They said his nickname was Dutch. Like, he played like that guy. So then when I was the first grandson they're like we're going to middle name you dutch and our whole family my middle brother goes by initials my younger brother goes by his middle name we all it's weird our whole family goes by the middle name it's not it's not normal but being from philly and being a big eagles fan i'm glad that my name comes from some eagles lore and namesake so i'm, I'm thankful for that you mentioned your college coach you played at monmouth and then you go to temple where you played one season under fran dumphy there and then go right into the video room so it seemed like you were tracking towards being a coach even while you were an active player. Is that fair to say? You know, I was a much better coach. Than, I, mean, I don't hide that, that I was not the best player. Even my stats will suggest that. And when you say play at Temple, I never used the word. T- I was on the team, didn't really play that much. But it was that was something, you know, with my mom being a coach, my dad being a coach, it was something that I was always interested in. My parents tried to get me off the path. They didn't want me to do that, but it just was in my lifeblood and it was in, it's something I needed to do. And it's like what fuels me, it's my passion. But it is something that, growing up like I I had a plan for my whole entire life this is what I wanted to do I did my did my major did my undergrad everything was to be a coach so it's definitely something that once I was done playing I knew I wasn't good enough to play overseas so I was like I you know just want to jump into it I was fortunate enough to get a chance at Lehigh and then you know San Antonio was what started my my NBA career and then you make it to the NBA you go to the Spurs staff first off what was your parents reaction when you made the NBA oh they were pumped like they were so excited I remember I told them I wanted to go out to Vegas and you know be at Summer League. And I remember going out there. My mom, she helped me out a ton. They were having a small women's AAU tournament there. And she made it so that she could fly out there. She only had to watch one game, but I had no money. I had no job at the time. And she was able to say, like, oh, I'm recruiting. So we used her hotel room. But they, they were pumped. They were obviously excited. But then you get to say that you're going to work for the Spurs and learn from Pop. And that was amazing. So they were, they, my mom was very, very sad to see her number one son leave uh, the East Coast. But, you know, I was very fortunate to go to an organization that took care of me on the court, off the court, you know, in more ways than one. And you go to the video room there, same place James Borrego came from, same place a lot of great coaches have started off their NBA paths. What is it about 
the Spurs video room that's produced so many great coaches because it's it, they're not the only ones that have a video room. Um, and and Greg Popovich is a fantastic coach and a fantastic judge of talent. But there are others in the NBA. So what is it about that room that has cultivated so many? really top flight coaches i think the first thing is they they throw you in and not saying that other teams don't but they throw you in right away of we're going to give you a ton of responsibility we expect you to understand that and take advantage of that there are tons of people that have gone through the video room in different places san antonio where you go in for a year they give you the tools for the first two or three months hey this is we're going to teach you everything and then after two or three months it's like it's on you to show that you're learning this retaining this and being able to implement it. For example, we signed Isaiah Thomas. This would be a situation that the coaches would say, all right, hey, head video guy, you guys take Isaiah and you teach him our plays and you teach him. They throw you in and they don't just want you to sit there and work on your computer and watch film. They want you to come in. We used to do a project every week where each guy in the video room had to come to the head video guy with a different play. And that play... If it was good enough, the head video guy would take it and give it to Coach Pop, and maybe you would see it. There are some video rooms where you're just churning out film, and it's like you're basically just working, 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 but they really invest time. Like We're investing in you as the person, but also you as the basketball coach. But then after a couple months, you get about to all-star break. Hey, it's on you. Are you able to retain that information? Are you able to show that there is a chance for development? And are you able to take advantage of the situation that you're around of around Greg Popovich and around Chip England and around James Borrego and around Ime Udoka and Ettore Messina, Becky Hammond, ask them questions and learn from them. And I, you know, I was thankful enough that you know I made connections with a lot of the coaches there and built relationships and somehow I tricked them into keeping me around and I was very fortunate for that. And it was funny when eventually you see the Woj tweet, you know, James Brady gets a job, and then two minutes later, Pop calls, and he's like, well, it was great for five years, you're going with JB. And JB was actually with Pop at the time, but he, like, that was a fun phone call to get. Still one more segment to go here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. The conclusion of Sam's sit-down with Hornets assistant coach Dutch Gately finishes up next, here on the HHC. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Dutch Gately, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Dutch, the, the coaching staff is in certain respects built a little bit like a, an NFL one where there's an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and assistants who have more of a focus on one side or the other. What is your particular role? What is your focus on a daily basis in the coaching staff? I mean, mainly I'm on the defensive side. I help our defensive guys, Coach Eski, like he's our main guy, and I try to, to help him with everything. And then working with a lot of the big guys, you know, Nick Richards, Miles, I was very fortunate was able to do offense a couple years ago and I told JB I was like I, I feel I would be more valuable on the defensive end that's where I really feel comfortable he was able to put me there and I've learned so much from Chad and Chad and I have a great relationship and Chad makes the final decision that he's going to suggest to JB but myself and and Marlon and Norm were the ones that are giving Chad the suggestion say hey, do you want to do this and the final piece is I, I also help JB a lot with our rotations who's coming in trying to keep guys as fresh as possible um, I see myself more in the defensive end. That's where I enjoy. You know, my, I take a lot of pride 
trying to be as detailed oriented and helping the guys trying to give one or two little nuggets that maybe they understand and they can take on the court and hey this guy likes to go left and when he does go left it's going to be a shot fake or this guy likes to go right and he's not as strong and he can't pass that way and trying to give them just little little morsels that they can take on the court that can hopefully help them in the nba where almost everyone shoots close to 50 percent anyways what is a win as a defensive coach is it a stop is it a contested shot what is a win to you where when you look back at the tape whether the shot went in or not you're like we did that right I think the main thing like you said like you're not going to hold them to zero points they're NBA players I think it's can we at the first part take away their their main option and that talks about mainly transition can we stop them from just coming down dribbling two dribbles dunk all right we stopped that now can we take away their first option in the half court you know we want to take that away whatever action they decide to go to can we take that initial action away and then whatever the second or third option is at least make it be contested we can get back in transition make them pass the ball to an option that that they do not want to get to and then whatever that option is make it be contested so you try to understand what players tendencies are what a team's tendency is what they're very good at can we take away the first or second option if we do that whatever the third option is is it contested that's the main thing and if, if it goes in you should we always say you shake their hand and you go down the other way as coaches our job is to show them this is what the first or second option is going to be you also got a chance to be the head coach of the summer league team and that's the future of the team you got young guys like nick richards that were featured on that squad you've got kai jones of course jt thor and of course james Booknight as well what was that experience like moving into the head coach's spot at the nba level for the for the first time and what is your projection of those young bigs in particular the experience it was amazing like I can't put into words how thankful I am from the organization giving me that responsibility I remember I'll never forget it I remember the first time out I go up I have all I have my like 10 no cards I look pick the one that I want I put on the board to draw it and horn goes off I'm like oh my gosh that, that was that was so fast that's like that that's and and this is all while the assistants are saying we need to do this defensively we need to do this offensively and you're sitting there like oh my god and you just walk in they're like all right let's swing it and set a pick and roll but like you sit back you're like, that was that was out of control fast to be able to experience all that now it just made me i felt more valuable as assistant coach that there are times where you just walk up there at a timeout you don't say anything because you know that jb is thinking about it and you know that there are other assistants suggesting stuff that are, that he needs to hear um but it was great for our guys. The growth of our guys. Remember, there was one game where Book struggled playmaking-wise and took a lot of shots and, and was struggling. And we spent a lot of time on film and in practice of we have to move the ball. And then we went out, and in a much shorter game, eight, eight minutes shorter game, we were able to get 27 assists in one of our next games. But that growth from one game to the next was big for Book, for Kai. They showed a lot of promise. And it's great for the young guys because they all come in. They're all eager. They all want to show you know what they're capable of and you're trying to show them what you were able to do in college isn't really going to translate. There are going to be other very good players out there. We need to show you how you can also be effective when they know what you're trying to do. But it was a great experience, like, and it was great to see the growth. Like Someone like JT Thor, to see the growth from not being able to practice to the games where he showed some positivity to now being in NBA rotation, that he has made a big jump, and, and it's been great to see. They've all shown growth. So... Summer League was awesome. I, I loved it. I hope I get the, the opportunity to do it again this year. Competitive-wise, I would like to get a win. That, that, that's something that I would like to get for our guys. We were right there. We had two really tough losses at the end. But, you know, experience-wise, it, it was great.
The future is very bright, and yours is as well. Dutch, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. That will do it for today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Senta. Tomorrow will be a game day edition of the HHC, as the Hornets look to make it two in a row against the San Antonio Spurs at Spectrum Center for a 7 p.m. tip. And of course, tickets are still available at Hornets.com. For Sam Farber and Dutch Gately, I'm Rob Longo saying so long, and we'll see you here tomorrow once again on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.